right, folks. Welcome to the Eric Andrews Lang Show. We've got kind of a check-in pod, probably. I don't know. Where are we feeling? What are we feeling like, folks? What's your What's your situation right now? What How are you situated? What is your current life situation? Well, it's going to be the podcast for a little bit. Hopefully, we go more than 30 minutes. Um, I just had a massive bowl of bolognese. Bolognese, 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 spaghetti bolognese. That's why I could never really be vegetarian. Spaghetti bolognese right there. That's the answer. We're also going to do a little q and I have been lagging. I need to do this, need to answer the question. We did a Q&A outreach a while ago. Got a lot of great questions. And um, I, I have just been, I have just been not, I've got, I got to do the, I'm doing it. We're here to do it. That's that's the simple, that's the long and short of it. Where did the long and short of it come from? Hang on. I'm going to try to Google that. One second. All right. So you and I are reading this for the first time. I just Googled it. The long and short of it etymology. The substance of gist or, or gist of something as in the first page of this report will give you the long and short of it. This expression originally stated as the short and long of it. Booyah. It was backwards. Dates from about 1500. The present order being established by the end of the 1600s. I want more. I want more info. Where is it? Where's the more info? Let's see. Where is the... I might just not have any more. That might be all we get, folks. Um, Shakespeare actually uses the expression four times. But he says as the short and the long rather than the long and the short. It occurs twice in The Merry Wives of Windsor. Never heard of it. <laughs> as, quote, he loves your wife. That's the short and the long. Ooh, that's dark. Shakespeare was a dark dude. Romeo and Juliet, obviously not, not a rom-com. Was it a rom-com? Um, and then Mary, this is the short and long of it in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And it's for the short and long is our play is preferred. And in The Merchant of Venice, who doesn't love Venice? And I'm not talking about California. It is indeed the short and the long is I serve the Jew. Huh. Not had a weird ending. I wasn't quite ready for that. The OED, however, has the original, I don't know, for a source around 100 years earlier. This ye the short and long. It's spelled S-C-H-O-R-T-E and L-O-N-G-E. Wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. The short anyway, anyway, the short and the long of it, but rather, yeah, the short and the long. Let's do that. Let's just mix it. Let's take it back a, back a couple decades, centuries, I mean. Um, anyway, yeah, things have been pretty solid. We went up to Harding Park, and y'all don't know if I broke 90, which is absolutely so much suspense there because this is the fifth attempt. Number five. So we did USGA. Uh, we did we did the US Open. We did uh, Genesis. We did the Scottish Open. And we did um, the uh, CJ Cup in, in uh, Korea. So that's four. So this is number five. Harding Park is the course where I have the most amount of experience. And um, that's it. <laughs> I played it a couple more times, um, but yeah, no, we had we had a we had a great time in San Francisco, and then I took a vacation. I took a vacation, folks. I took. I said, you know what? F this. I'm going. I'm out. I'm out. 
and uh, I went up. Um, you know, me and me and a friend went up to uh, NorCal. We we had this, so we we were doing this job for Chase Bank, and you're going to know all about it because we're going to start releasing all of these great videos that we did for Chase Sapphire which uh, we, we did a video where we drive up to Harding Park and there's like a road trip video about all the places we stopped to eat and get gasoline and fill up. We rented a 9-11. They were like, you need to rent a convertible. And I was like, can do, shampoo. How about this? And they were like, that's, a, that's fine. And I was like, that's very fine. That's very fine. By the way, I don't know. I've never driven a Porsche, really. Like I've driven the SUV, but obviously, come on, let's just face it garbage i mean they're probably great but you know we <laughs> oh god potential future partnership with porsche canceled <laughs> whatever um so we so so i've never really driven the car this this beastly beastly is the way this car beast but also a feminine beast a feminine curves subtlety sensitive very sensitive but also just raw raw beast Base model 911 will drop you. <laughs> no joke. Any and by the way, I'm not talking about raw power. I'm not talking about like straight line. I'm not I'm not talking about quarter mile. I'm talking about how fast can you go around this tight 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 turn in Big Sur. And I found out how fast you can go because I almost really really went too fast. David was in the car and I think I think it's lucky, let's just say it's lucky the interior was black, that he was sitting on a black leather seat. And uh, we've had some moments together, obviously, pretty scared, but driving up um, was incredible. What a wonderful time. We, we shot it all, you know, as friends, as partners, as brethren. And, and the long and short of it is that, <laughs> I, I really tried to squeeze that in there, I'm sorry. But we went up and played Harding with the Random Golf Club community. That was really great. Um, a lot of new friends there and that, that was amazing. And, uh, it's, it's, it's really a fun TPC is a fun course because it fully doubles as like Muni and championship squad, like location, meeting point, GPS coordinates, Harding park. Let's go. And, um, yeah, so 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 did all that, and then made another video with Chase that's coming out, which is sort of a discussion with all of the PGA professionals. These are basically the club pro guys. Uh, you know, they work the 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 head pro, the teaching pros at the golf courses, and the three dudes: Marty Jertson, Rob Labritz, and uh, Ryan Vermeer, who all qualified for the PGA Championship and. You know, I think between the three of them, they played in like eighteen PGA Championships. So these, these are the, uh, these are the, uh, the, uh, the, the real tight nuts. On <laughs> what is that even? That's not even a thing. I don't even know what that is. But anyway, they are. That's what they are, and they just, they just rock on the. They get on the golf course, and it's just like bass, just like. It's basically uh, what's that kind of music? Um, hang on, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, they they get on. It's not bass. It's dubstep. They get on the golf course and it's just like dubstep. Oh, hang on. Whoa, this is what it is. When when one of these PGA pros get on the golf course, it's just dubstep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> Whoa. Can I just tell you what I'm looking at right now? So this is a YouTube video with 200,000 views. It was released in May, and uh, it's a one hour long, and it's just a static shot of Darth Vader's head with neon lights behind it and this music playing. Let's fast forward it, see where we go. This is basically what it's like when the PGA pros step out on the course, kind of, maybe, I don't know. Let's fast forward again. Yeah, that's definitely them lining up a putt. Oh, God, I think I just, like, either I gained or lost a lot of brain cells there. Anyway, uh, had a great had a great time in San Francisco. Had some dumplings. Uh, stayed in a pretty nice hotel called the uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, anyway, it was totally fine. COVID traveling is obviously a thing. It's obviously it's obviously a real situation. Like we we really made a commitment to be safe. You know, obviously, uh, I think you know that about me. As I'm I'm only one to take creative risks, not physical risks. Um, I will say anything, but I will do very little. And um, <laughs> I don't know if that's even true. A so we so we go out and we've got you know masks on and we're like trying to find restaurants that are open and and it's and it's hard and San Francisco in specific was 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 hit a little hard because it's the tech hub so all of these companies are saying work from home a lot of people just left the city um, San Francisco proper there's not a lot of outdoor dining because it's a pretty urban area so L A is a little different because people just People are just eating on like the roofs and the parking lots, and they're just there's tables everywhere. There's like tables just in the mountains in the middle of the street. So LA's been pretty okay with uh, COVID dining. Um, so you can get your pasta, bolognese, and um, but yeah, San Francisco. And then as well, you got uh, it's it's also well, I don't know if this is real. Oh, San Francisco's colder. That's what it is too. So it's like. Sitting outside in the middle of summer in San Francisco, you legit need like a solid North Face kit. You need, and so for all my homies in SF, respect, fist bump, y'all are living in real times. LA is like 91 degrees and sunny and it's just like, I don't know. So anyway, we squat up, we do the vids, we shoot the break 90, we have a day's. And, we, and then I'm like, you know, I'm going to take a couple of days off. I just, I need, like, we've been working really hard, obviously. And maybe you've noticed. We got the website up. Uh, we got Australian distribution up for um, some of the, the products on the site, which we're really proud of. We've been working on getting a bunch of new products in. We've been stumbling a little bit, if I'm being totally honest, with uh, things getting sold out and then getting restocked. And I would like to apologize, um, but we're working on that. And, you know, it's all just a learning experience. Every, every I'm so down to make mistakes and learn. And we've done that uh, every day, proudly. <laughs> just constantly tripping over our own shoelaces. No, I'm kidding. But we, things are going really great, and, and I'm really proud of the current state of Random Golf Club. And maybe if you're listening to this, you're one of the people that signed up to have your own chapter account and become an ambassador which is really exciting you know because that's like that's the goal the goal is to make a thing that exists in your life in your place in your world not on your phone not on your youtube not on wikipedia not in the trunk of your car 
not on, not anywhere, but in your real physical personal life. And that's what Random Golf Club was for me, and that's what I want it to be for you. And events are obviously we'll do events, and you know we're working on that. We're working on the membership thing. We're working on making it available for everybody. We're working on handicaps. We're working on all these other things. But RGC is not a Precision Pro rangefinder. It's not a vice ball. It's it's none of those things. You need those things to play golf. And I love that the community has made the decision overwhelmingly to support the brands that support us, which is huge, right? Jones, uh, TaylorMade, obviously I love all of the people that make up these companies. And that's obviously a really big deal to me to see that, you know, you in turn support the companies that support, you know, what we do. So that's all great. But the truth is Random Golf Club is not really any of that. Random Golf Club is really you going out and having a new experience on the golf course. I read a DM a little while ago about a about a young gentleman who uh, was playing golf in a championship and shot and had a quad on the first hole. And then over the next 17, he went plus five. So he bettered his handicap by one stroke in a comp, which is not a small deal. Like I'm very aware of how hard that is. And that's why I shoot and break 90 videos and not break 80 videos. Because the truth is, if you sent me out to Harding Park, put me on the blues, I'm playing 6,800 yards, 6,900 yards. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to shoot 79. You know what I mean? But when you put a camera out there and then you tell me that I have to break a score, you could grow the rough up, thin out the fairways, speed up the greens, and then put me back two or 300, 400 yards. Like I am going to mentally crumble like, like apple crumble, basically delicious, but you know, but it doesn't have a lot of structure. You know, that's the thing. I don't, I don't I'm not going to go anywhere with that. That's, that's not a good, it's not a good joke. Not a good analogy. Oh God. Should I delete this? Should I just start over? How far in are we? Oh God, we're, we're already 13 minutes in. I can't delete it. No, I don't delete the pods. Or do I? Or this is this my third take? What is it? What's the truth? So took a little vacation. It was really great. Went up to Northern California, up in the Russian River Valley. If you haven't been there, you should think about it. You should strongly consider it. It's a beautiful part of the country. It's a great place to drive around in any car. Not just a 911 convertible base model with three, a 3.8 liter, 380 horsepower, flat six in the back, 21 inch wheels. Oh my God, 225s. It's such a monster of a car. I, um, yeah, sorry about that. I mean, you got to love cars, right? I mean, you got to love cars. I mean, just drooling. Drooling's fine. You know, the Porsche actually comes with a little drool pad. It goes on the bottom part of the steering wheel and just catches all your drool. There's one in the passenger seat too. <laughs> I couldn't find the cup holders for like a day. I had this iced coffee. I was like, well, there's no cup holders in the Porsche. That's crazy. I found them eventually. I don't know how I found them. I think I Googled it. That was that was a really low moment in my man life. <laughs> I had to Google where the cup holders are in the fucking 911. Yeah, yeah, no, I love uh, I love uh, knowing stuff and being around the world and, and knowing things. Sadly, I don't know where the cup holder is in this car. Um, no, but the, anyway, we went up there, went to Russian River Valley, stayed in a nice inn, um, and just had a pleasant old time. And no sooner, no sooner did we make a turn coming off of, uh, I don't know the name of the road, 168 maybe, 154, I don't know, up there, coming from Point Reyes back in from Jerup, Jerup, I don't know, I got, my mind is a scrambled filing cabinet that's also slightly on fire, so, 
I don't know things, okay? There are a lot. So anyway, we come in and we're we're coming around this bend and I'm like, yo, I feel like Northwood is right here. Golf course, Northwood golf course is right around here. Literally four seconds later, sign, Northwood golf course. Boom, there it is. So Northwood golf course is a nine hole banger. Banging nine hole right up there in the northern northern Cali, northern Kakalaka, and it's uh it's a it's banging. I mean it's like it just it just I'm gonna try not to curse on the pod, but this course fucks man. It's a good little course vibes, so many good vibes up there, and uh, obviously Alistair McKenzie built in 1925, only nine hole course he ever did. He was like nine and out. He's like I'm gonna do a lot of 18s that are amazing. Augusta, Cypress. Royal Melbourne, Titirangi represent Kiwi friends. Blair Gowrie over there in Scotland. He did some good ones. And then you know what? And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to do one nine. And then I'm out. And Northwood is that nine. And it's got a vibe that is friendly, peaceful. It's got like minor Caddyshack vibes mixed in with like, um, you know, Red, uh, Red Oak. You ever see that show, Red Oak? It's so good. So good. Um, Richard uh, Kind is in that show. He's really good. Richard Kind on the podcast. You know what? I got to make a note. We got to put that up on the website. Um, and then I just like, you know, we just cruised back. Took some time. I stopped off in Big Sur again and just like got some real, real like zoom out time. And it was really nice. A lot of times for me, I would imagine I'm one of the people that really has a very thinly veiled separation between work and personal life. You know, I'm always thinking about this stuff, you know, and I'm not obsessing about golf as much anymore. Now I'm, now I'm more obsessed with how do we create this community? Like how do we get people to have the experiences that they have that are positive, that are meaningful, you know? And that's obviously, I really want to thank you for listening to the podcast, you know, because I, I hope that there's a trade off there, I hope, not trade off, but I hope there's an exchange there where you've gotten something. Um, so I really like doing these check-in pods and, and getting a chance to say hello. Um, you know, it's it's uh it's been a two and a half year stretch folks is that right has it been two and a half years that's crazy um all right well i'm gonna take a quick break and uh i'm gonna be back to do some q's and a's some a's to your q's so um please uh take a moment to listen to the sponsors of the podcast and i'll be right back all right, hitting you up at the ad break here. I got a couple to run through. Jones Golf Bags, y'all, made in Portland. These bags are, uh, they go back to the 70s. You're going to recognize these if you're older, and if you're not, you're going to be like, those look retro. They're awesome. Well, they are awesome, and they're also wonderfully priced. They also have some random golf club bags. Uh, we are getting a new bag up and running, so check back on the website for that. We're currently sold out of all the current bags that we have through Jones. Um, but stay tuned. You can sign up for the mailing list at randomgolfclub.com or head over to Jones Golf Bags. Follow them on Instagram, Jones underscore sports underscore co. They make the best bags in the biz. They've got dual straps, single straps. They probably have a triple strap. They've got stand bags. Um, they my One of the best is I like the original bag. I like the player series. I also like the Ranger or the Rover. One of the two. Either way, I love that bag. And I love the guys that make up Jones. Very proud to welcome a new sponsor to the Random Golf Club universe. That's Whoop. You may have seen me wearing a, quote, watch on my right wrist. That's not a watch. It's a Whoop strap. 
W-H-O-O-P, and they're offering uh, a discount. I don't quite know what it is. It could be 15%. I don't know. It's pro- It could be more uh, if you use the code E-A-L. And um, my experience with this wonderful device, this wearable technology, is that it helps me get better sleep. It helps me understand the strain that I'm going through throughout the day, whether I'm you know, on the bike, it connects to my Peloton, or whether I'm just walking 18 holes of golf, which, by the way, actually is pretty strenuous. I didn't really realize that's why I need a nap in the middle of the day, folks, if I play a 6 a.m. round. Um, but definitely go check it out. They've obviously, you probably heard the news that they gave one out to every PGA Tour player because it actually has been proven to help identify, um, you know, subtle, I guess, biometric changes in your body that could lead to uh, early um, uh, detection of COVID. So, you know, a lot of reasons to try this thing. A lot of athletes have been loving it, obviously, Rory and Justin Thomas. So check that out. All right, folks. Features. Here's the thing about these socks. They're not spelled F-E-A-T. They're spelled F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S. The big thing about features is it's a small change that can make a huge difference. And we've all seen this in our swing changes, our swing thoughts, our swing tips. Maybe you change the ball. Maybe you play a vice ball. I don't know. But, uh, you know, these tiny little differences can make a huge impact on the game and features is in that family as well it's a compression sock it's used for running uh it's very breathable and uh i mean my experience with them is like have you ever had a really really good burrito right and it's just like it's not too wet it's not too dry it's perfect temperature these are burritos for your fetos i'm telling you like not they're they're breathable burritos for your fetos so Definitely uh, take advantage of this code here, folks. Anyway, coming to the end, feature socks will change how you feel about socks forever. And you can get a $10 off on your first pair of features when you use the code Eric, E-R-I-K, at features.com, F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com. Promo code Eric for $10 off your first pair. Um, Just a couple notes on the sock itself. Targeted compression hugs the arch of your foot. Imagine that burrito getting down there on your feet. I was keeping the sock in place and preventing it from bunching, slipping or sliding down into your shoe. Who likes that? I don't like that. They're fixed the problem that I don't like. The anatomical design conforms to the left and right shape of your foot. So get them on the correct foot, my friends. Creating an enhanced custom-like fit, kind of like a burrito. It reduces discomfort. I love reducing discomfort. Those two words are key. Also, they maximize comfort. I added that. And prevents blisters so you can focus on your game. <laughs> features features helps enhance your game so you can play harder, faster, stronger. <laughs> they wrote that. <laughs> anyway, they're good socks, I'll say. Lifetime guarantee. For his, for the lifetime of who? You or the... Features are so durable and long-lasting that they will outlive you. No, they didn't write that. That if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair. No questions asked. Um, features is a proudly family-owned business. And this is where we hit the metal to the road. The pedal to the metal, the road to the rubber. Hi, Ga- Hugh Gaither. Not high. I can't read. Hugh Gaither founded the company in 2002, and now he and his son, John, his both of his sons, John and Joe, own and operate the company in North Kakalaka. 
Carolina. Their mission is to create products that help you achieve your personal best. I can get down with that. Let's let's support Hugh, John, and Joe in their mission of reducing discomfort. Um, no, but seriously, check out features. F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S. Use the code Eric to get 10 bucks off and support a quality family-owned business down in North Kakalaka. TaylorMade, folks. TaylorMade is a family and it's a team. They've been so generous with their staff players for the Ace Cam videos for us. And obviously, the Sim Driver has changed my life. I can now I can drive the ball seven thousand yards, and it actually it hits me in the in the butt. It goes so far. Um, but definitely check out all of the things from TaylorMade. I love those guys. Vice, Vice, Vice. It's a golf ball. It's got style. It's got class. But even more importantly, it performs as good as the top performing balls for half the price. So check out the Vice commercials. You may have seen those. I don't know if you have. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Um, we've got a random golf club ball coming out very soon. They're on a truck. I think we have – there's so many balls that they're bringing them in. I don't even know how they bring them in. They're probably not on a plane because it would weigh the plane down. I don't even know. Check up randomgolfclub.com for the Vice balls coming up. Precision Pro. Also big news for Precision Pro coming soon. You've heard me talk about it. I think I can definitively say we're going to be launching this in the middle of August. The Random Golf Club Precision Pro Rangefinder comes with free battery replacement for life. It's got a magnet on it. We're going to get the NX9 with the RGC branding. And then all of the other rangefinders they make are wonderful. It's a wonderful family operation up there in Cincinnati. Great crew. Um, and then we have um, Standby. All right. Now I realize why I was stumbling is because I didn't have what I needed to have to tell you about keeps, folks. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. That's the key. They didn't underline that, but I'm underlining it for you. Get treated from home. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines, not fun during COVID, and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Quite possible. Prevention is key. Keeps Keeps treatments can take up to four to six months or more to see results, so it's important to act fast. Literally, press pause and get this. Uh, the sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Huh. You're not even saving money. You're saving hairs. We're splitting hairs here, folks. Okay, sorry. No, stop. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly 100,000 men. Trust, that's, a, that's an army. That's an army, folks. 100,000 hairy men, by the way. They're hairy for sure. Um, keeps, keeps, Snowball. Snowball, you have enough hair. Relax. He's hypoallergenic, so he doesn't even lose it. It's like, come on, man. It's an embarrassment of riches over there, Snowball. It's all white, I know. But you you were born with white hair. Okay, moving on. Keeps uh, their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatment starts at just $10 per month. Plus, $10 a month? That's a good deal. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Required talking points. This is written in red. Use your talking points what to guide the narrative, but to put it in your own words. Whoops, too late for that. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, I think we're good. Keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com slash Anders. That's my name, folks. That's how you get a discount. If you're ready to take action, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Anders to receive your first month of treatment free. That's ten bucks off, y'all. If they, if you do it for a year, that's eight percent. Quick math. Uh K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Anders. Um keep, uh we uh oh, we do keep customer before and after photos. That's cool. There's our online. You can go look at customer before and after photos. Keeps.com. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Anders. Bunch of other stuff that they told me not to do. Pretty sure I didn't do it. Anyway, much love to y'all. Check out Keeps.com and check out all of our other partners that support RandomGolfClub.com and go to RandomGolfClub.com to check out stories, merch, community, and more. Membership coming soon. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. All right, we're back, folks. First question from at Tubiel, T-O-O-B-Y-L. Favorite golf destination on a totally unrelated topic when you coming back to Tasmania? Please do an RGC there when you do. Okay, favorite golf destination. Look, it's complicated, but there's three answers, and they all end with the word land. Scotland, Thailand, Iceland. Those are the three spots. So really what I want to do is I want to come up with a matrix where if you say, where should I go for my golf trip? I can ask you four questions, and then I can tell you where to go. Don't steal this idea, anybody, but it's going to be a great idea. It's going to be like choose your own adventure, but in real life. And basically, Scotland, obviously, you've got the oldest golf courses in the world. You've got the true origin of Lynx golf. You've got some great inland golf courses, parkland courses that are incredible. And and then you've got this, these low-hanging bangas. You know, who doesn't love a low-hanging banga? You get out there and you pay your 12 quid and you're just out there banging it. For four hours or three hours, you play match play. Scotland is the true origin of the game, both you know from a from a logistical perspective of the golf on the ocean. They, they the grass grew there, so they made it happen. But then also culturally, ethically, the rules of the game, the 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 cultural blindness of the game. Everybody plays in Scotland. There's kids courses that are only for kids, and they're free. Okay, where's that? Show me that. I went there in Pittsburgh. Because there's only one in America. You know what I mean? It's an Adventures in Golf at Buell Farm. Represent PGH. I'm talking Penguins. I'm talking Steelers. And I'm talking, oh, God. What's the name of the baseball team in Pittsburgh? I'm going to get roasted for this. Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates. It's the Pirates. Yes. Um, You know, so, like, that's real in Scotland. Now, then you go to Iceland. Iceland is a great adventure spot for you to go play golf because there's enough courses there to bang around on. But they're also like it's got a really great culture. Now, real talk, it's a tad expensive. For example, a Caesar salad ran me about $28. I don't know why. It was a good Caesar. I'll, I'll give you that. But, I mean, it was... I don't know if it was a twenty-eight dollars season because I still needed something after. It was an it was an appetite. It wasn't an entree salad. It wasn't like I didn't. They didn't come in with a suitcase of romaine or is that what goes in an iceberg? I don't know. Anyway, it was a little expensive for my taste. 
one time we didn't have enough money, so we just got a fucking plate of fries for the table, man. And what did we tell you? Those fries were incredible. They were probably also about $17. But so Iceland's a tad expensive, but it's super vibey. And if you go in the summer, you can play so much golf because it's light all year round. The people there are so nice. And the golf there is not the forefront. So you're not there with like a bunch of other, you know, golfing tourists, which is not a bad thing if you are. But you're there with a bunch of local Icelandic peoples that are enjoying the game of golf. It's very um, also similar to Scotland, culturally blind. You know, anyone can play. There's many more women playing in Iceland than I've ever seen in America. Um, there's a lot of nine hole, twelve hole, beautiful eighteen hole courses. So Iceland's up there. Thailand now. Hear me out. Mecca of golf in Asia, folks. You've got Koreans and Japanese folks and Chinese folks who have golf in their country is too expensive. So they hit the plane over to Thailand. They take Thai Airways. I don't know what airline they take. They could take the truth is they could take any friggin' airline they want, but they're gonna get to th- <laughs> they're gonna get to Thailand and they're gonna play a lot of golf. I think you got like two hundred courses in Thailand. I've only played like two of them. I am literally, we, we had planned this year, actually. COVID obviously interrupted a couple things, but we were going to head down there and we were going to do a vlog series in Thailand. And the truth is, from a, from a content standpoint, the, the, the travel vlogs are like pretty much, you know, they're so fun to do, but they, they like, it's kind of like, you know, if I really paid attention to YouTube, I'd be better off just getting a faceless wedge, like a grooveless wedge. And just getting like bajillion views. But like I'm not going to make that video really. So there's that. Um, But so going to Thailand. It's not like I'd be going there just because I want to go. And I want to experience it. And we make some videos and it's great. But like you know we went to the we went to Mexico. And nobody watched the friggin videos. Like and I loved it. I had such a great learning experience playing golf in Mexico. But honestly none of y'all cared. None of y'all watched the videos. Or actually maybe you guys did. But nobody else did. So, honestly, let's just keep this between us. Go to Thailand. Anyway, long answer. We're going to be done in about four hours. I'm going to get through about six questions. Uh, The George Committee is next. I live in L.A. now, but I grew up in the Berg. Pittsburgh, represent. Who who knew? What are the chances? And I learned how to play the game at Shenley, Shenley Park Golf Course right in the city. How do you decide which cities to hit and why Pittsburgh? Love that place. Well, I told you why Pittsburgh in the previous question, which is totally ridiculous and weirdly coincidental. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, really the cities are, it's like if I'm, if I'm nearby and I have time, we hit it, we roll, we ride. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. I've wanted to play Shanley Park. I heard of it. Um, Michael Lucello, Michael, Mikel, Mick Eluccello. That's, I don't know. That's a lot of ways I could read this. Can you paint the picture of the first memory that comes to your mind when you think of Western Gales? Love what you're doing for the game. Legend. That's a really cool message. Thanks, man. First memory that comes to mind. So it's funny, you know, it's an interesting question because I've got two memories. Um, One is the experience of being there and all these things that happened off camera. You know, borrowing Joe's jacket in the locker room, the smell. You know, birding the first hole, making an 11 on the fourth. (laughs) But then there's the memories from the videos themselves. It's like the moments that I see that I have music cut to, that I know what I said. But there's so many moments that are outside those cut lines. Beautiful place, man. Next one, later later W. 
Would you rather always hit your opening shot three two five down the middle of the fairway or always one putt on eighteen? That's such a good question. I mean, I'm going with one putt on eighteen, baby. It's all about the dessert. It's all about the finish. It's all about the whipped cream on the doo doo. Um, you know, because <laughs> with the opening shot three twenty five down the middle of the fairway, it's like that's the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Because I do that, and then I'm like, oh, hi, uh, my name's Tiger. Nice to meet you. I'm amazing. And then I just chunk my my like little 50-degree wedge from 95 yards. I don't hit my 50 that. I hit my 51-15, but anyway. Yeah, Pat Miller, a lot of Scotland and Ireland's great courses are public or semi-public. What do you think American courses and the American golf system could learn from the Lynx golf and the golf model over there to grow the game and make it more accessible to the average golfer? I mean, bro, you said it in your question, right? It's like, that's it. That's it right there. And, you know, I mean, it's a question that I've responded to a lot, but I mean, it's like kids golf, free lessons, so many things. Tell you what, TBD, stay tuned. More coming on that for schwa, RGC rep. At S-B-U-O-D, not, I can't pronounce that. It's not a word. Spod, spuad, spewed, spiad, spurred. Golf at sunrise or golf at sunset? Oh, man, it's the question of the ages, really. It's impossible to answer because the truth is the answer is both, my guy. It's both. I want to get up early. I want to play like 13 holes. Yeah, and then I just want to chill and work and bust and grind. Banging in the office. And then I want to crush back to the course at like 6.30 and hit up another like 7 or 14 holes. But if I had to choose, it would be sunset. Even though I actually mostly play golf in the morning now, I would do sunset because sunset, you're like a bit easier. The day is already done and now it's more relaxing. Morning golf is a bit more hut, 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 left, right, left, right, get the ball, hit it now, go get done, finish the round, get to work. Night golf is like watching the sun climb on its way down. It's like the sun is going to bed, you're going to bed, you're finishing it all. It's so relaxing. Night golf, baby. Uh, twilight golf, twilight golf. And it's so funny to me that it's cheaper to play at the afternoon. Um, Hidderel, Hilderel, enjoy, dude. Where are you playing in Pittsburgh? Well, this 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 is outdated. The last time this was updated was a month ago. I apologize. June twenty fourth, July twenty sixth. So yeah, we played Buell Farm, and uh, that's it. Um, any thoughts of taking RGC from Sam Lewick? Any thoughts of taking RGC to Australia and or looking at establishing regular RGC internationally? Yes, I am definitely doing that. Working on it. Stay tuned. Um, obviously, these questions came up before the website was live, so I, uh, I'm actually going to go through and do a quick edit to make sure that I don't bore you guys. But yes, absolutely, RGC uh, merch is coming. I've already mentioned that. It's amazing. I've already gotten all the questions. I'm just reading them now. Hang on a second. All right, cool. Next question, Joe Parkin. My favorite adventures in golf is still to this day the slum golf episode in Mumbai as it shows golf doesn't have to cost anything and can be enjoyed by anyone on the planet no matter where you come from. Through my own experiences, I've found that those that don't have much materially, materially are the most genuine and honest people. What is the story of how you found out about slum golf and have you heard anything of similar in any other countries? Well, well-written question, first of all, Joe. Um, second, uh, I agree with you. I've seen the same thing. The less you have, typically the happier you are. There's less to complain about. There's less to expect. There's less to demand. There's less ego. There's less self running the show. There's less me, 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 me. You know, it's just not about you. It's about the fam. It's about the, it's about the tribe. It's about the community. 
And that's, that's a real thing, you know, like that's just real. Like that's been studied, it's been written about, it's been understood. And yet we don't understand it individually. I don't sometimes, like a lot of times. I mean, I mean, I do, I struggle though, you know, because I mean, it's kind of a funny job, right? Like it's like, okay, start a golf business and then, you know, we're focused on community. Huge. That's the biggest thing. That's always the tent pole. But it's distracting sometimes because it's like, oh, we got to do this chase job. Does that grow community? Well, we made sure it did. We made sure that we brought in the Random Golf Club San Francisco community. We made sure that we told people things about how traveling is wonderful. We made sure we talked about COVID. But, you know, I mean, it's always a challenge. Anyway, that wasn't even part of your question, but I went there. So now I'm going to leave there. I'm going to go back to where your question is and um, talk about how I heard about it. We heard about it through, um, uh, there was a, there was a um, I think ESPN did a video about slum golf long before I went there. And I just thought it was so fascinating. And the truth is, I mean, like a lot of these things, I just wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to know what this actually was. And, and that was it, really. Um, I've never heard of anything really like that aside from urban golf. And we've actually got a video coming soon where I play golf on my street. Um, during COVID, which is really fun. So that is uh, pretty cool. So we're, I'm not, I don't have the edit of that yet, but I'm excited to get it and show it to you. Oh, maybe I do. Oh no. Oh my God. I have an edit. I want to watch it. I just looked, the edit came in 15 minutes ago. You know what? I'm going to wait. If you want to share that RGC bug, I can edit it. Also, I made this is James Allard, our great editor who did, he did golf ball hunter. So, so James Allard is a great editor who does our like comic editing. And I gave him the street golf episode to see if he could slash it, slash bang it and trang it. Anyway, so great question. I haven't really seen it many places, but we're going to work on making that. Um, hey, Eric, this is from uh, Hey, I'm Boma. Hey, Eric, tried to PM you about this. I was wondering what brand or model push cart do you use in your videos? The one with the big wheels. Oh, uh, oh that's a tough one. I, I don't. The big wheeled one is from Bandon. I don't think it has a brand, but I personally use a click gear, not an ad. Got it from my buddy David over in the valley. He gave it to me, and he's he was he was moving on to a different brand. I like it. Um, I mostly carry a light enough bag that I just slang it over the shoulder. Though next one, damp candle. That's a that's a fun handle. Damp candle. That's not going to work. It's not going to. You're not going to get a lot of. Is it a candle if it's damp? Yes, it is. It was. It is a candle. I like it. I like the handle. I like the handle. I can't move on from the handle yet. Some would say golf is an isolated sport, an individual contest against yourself. When you've played golf during lockdown or quarantine, did you ever find golf not as an escape and more as a routine to fall back on from the once normal? It's a very good question. In fact, during quarantine, I I kind of had a a renaissance with the game. Well, that was like a hiccup and a burp. I very much apologize. Um, It was was like a renaissance for me because I really fell back in love with the game, and it's actually what birthed the course vlogs. Partly the course vlogs came out of a need as we weren't able to produce as much travel videos. Also came out of a desire to, uh, you know, I, I saw that Kyle Berkshire video and I thought it was so entertaining and I was just like, man, like this is great. Like we should be doing this. Like I'm not that good. I can't hit the ball nearly that far, but you know, I'm, 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 you know, relatively, relatively entertaining, I guess. So let's try it. And we did. And it's been great, man. Like the result, the, the, the response has been really cool. Like, cause for me, the feeling was, Oh, I don't, I literally am not answering your question. I'm sorry. But the course vlogs were interesting because I fell back in love with two things. One was like playing golf, like a full 18, keeping track, 
looking for a lost ball, dropping, whatever it is. And I know I've made some rules errors and you're going to get upset in the comments, but I'm not a rules official and I really don't care what you have to say about my rules mistakes because it's not a competition. And the truth is I made a mistake, but it doesn't really matter because that's not the point of the video. It's not about telling you about the rules of golf at all. Literally, you missed the point. <laughs> but I will say that I got, I've got pretty bad laryngitis. I sound kind of like um, um, Edward um, Ed Norton at the end of Fight Club when he's like, you met me at a very strange time of my life. Um, yeah, but but it was an escape for sure. But it was also a routine back to normal. I mean, the, the idea of going... To, it's a really brilliant question. The truth is, bro, damn candle, you actually very cleverly you answered your own question because it's more of going back to the routine but then again it's the escape so it's a really philosophical question that i don't think i can answer in completion shirin shalabali shalabi i apologize shirin shalabi it could be shirin's halabi it could be shirin alabi folks i got gotcha. you What's the one thing I should always have in mind as a beginner at golf? Oh, that's the question. We're going to end on this question. I'm going to get back to you more. Oh, I'll, you know, before I get to that one, I'm going to do a couple more. When are you coming to Texas? Man, I'm coming to Texas soon, bro. I love Austin. I want to check out Austin. Where are you at in Texas, Jeff Watts? I want to check out Texas. Um, Rishik the Great, any chance you hold a contest to let a fan design some RGC merch? Yo, that's a solid cue. Answer is yes. Let's do it. I'm going to make sure we do that. In fact, you know what? I'm going to just make this happen right now. Do you view and approach golf differently from when you're playing for work compared to playing casually? Elliot J. Western, absolute mont. Yeah, totally, man. When I'm playing by myself, when I'm playing without a camera, it's just immersive, you know? But at the same time, like, you know, yeah, it's a funny question, man. Like, like absolutely, it's a takeaway. But at the same time, like, I play a lot of golf. And in some ways, like I've actually been enjoying now and I, I don't know what stage of quarantine we're in now or what stage of the pandemic, but now it's like, I'm kind of enjoying now, like, you know, uh, like I haven't been playing nearly as much golf. In fact, at the break 90, I hadn't hit a ball in two weeks walking up to the tee and I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be scary. Um, you know, but sometimes I find I actually put my best golf when I'm not playing a lot. It's almost like I've had time to let the bad shots get sifted through the, the, the um the gold rush you know the gold sifter or whatever you know the flower I don't it's a sifter I guess is what it is the bad stuff goes out and the good stuff stays in and the gold is what you want so um but yeah no it's totally different playing with the camera is like it's 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 borderline terrible you know like it's it's it really is it ruins it you know I've I've likened it to porn but that's totally disgusting and I actually regret saying it as soon as I've said it but um yeah there you go. So that's, I can't delete that now because that's too late. But you know what I mean? It's like you do what you love and then you add a camera to it and it's like it changes it. And obviously Scotland vlogs, it was incredible. It was a wonderful experience and it usually is. Um, but, and and the truth is if I'm playing for work, if we're quote filming like with a, with a subject like Brian Baumgartner, it's like that's just, that's just I'm working. Like that's straight up working. I'm barely playing golf. But the course vlogs are kind of this middle ground. That's a new thing where it's like I'm playing golf, but the filming is very light. It's very low key. It's not a big deal. And that doesn't, that feels more like normal playing. And I think that you see that because I'm just, I'm not hosting anything. I think that's the biggest difference is if I'm hosting or directing, that's when it becomes work. 
and it feels more like normal golf when I'm not doing those things. So yeah, the answer is it's it's quite different, really. That's a very astute observation. Um, yeah, last question. Let's let's fire it up with um, what's the one thing I should always have in mind as a beginner in golf? Shirin Shalabi. That is a that is a a very hard question because one thing that you should have in mind as a beginner at golf is gratitude. And it might be hard for you to get that, right? It, it might not make a lot of sense. But you got to remember that one of the greatest parts about meeting the future love of your life, whenever you do, and, and maybe you haven't yet, is when you look at them, you wonder, how many times will I see them again? Will, will it be, you know, will, is it, is it going to work out? Like, are they going to be there? Or is it, am I going to see them for a year? Am I going to see them a thousand times? 10,000 times? A hundred? Am I going to see them a million times? Are they going to be the last thing I see? And so golf has that in it if you let it. But the great thing about romance and golf is you have to ponder the entirety of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you have to completely understand that you don't know the end of the book you're writing of your life. So as a beginner, what a wonderful position to be in. And anyone who's played golf longer than you really looks at you with envy. Sure. Anyone else would tell you to take lessons and read Zen golf and blah, blah, blah. Get some cavity backs. Take putting lessons. That's not what you came to me for. You came to me because I know that the point about being a beginner at golf is one of the most beautiful hats that you can put on in your lifetime. Because being a beginner at anything is truly the best stage. Expert mode is terrible. Expert mode is filled with with is filled with expectation and difficulty and wanting. Being a beginner is just a puzzle. It's a play. It's a game. It's a child learning to walk. It's a child playing with a toy. It's a puppy playing with his own leash, not realizing that it's inhibiting him, but he just thinks it's a toy. Everything's a toy. So what you should actually always have in mind as a beginner in golf isn't even really about you. It's about the other people listening to this podcast that aren't beginners, and they should think about how they could be a beginner at golf. Because imagine if you were a six handicap and you walked up to the tee and you said, huh, what is this? What am I doing here? Why am I here? What am I here for? What do I want? What do I need? What can I give? What can I get? What can I offer? How can I change? How can I invite this game into my life in the very direct, personal, meaningful, and social way? Right? I think the idea of being a beginner at golf is to know, and I said this in Deer Golf, Deer Golf, I know enough to know that I will never know enough about you. And if you can keep that somewhere in your brain as you take the club back and as you watch the ball fly, wherever it goes, wherever it goes, not where it goes on the fairway, wherever it goes, even if it goes between your freaking legs. If you can just keep in mind, I don't know enough about you. I never will, but I am here 
with two feet planted on the ground and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the opportunity to present itself for me to learn something. Because I'm not talking about a swing tip. There's no swipe up to that. You can't, it's not about getting that. You don't get, you don't get anything. You just reveal something. That's all that golf is there for you. Golf is just a small little eraser. And it just erases away the parts of you that you don't even see yet. And you see them on the golf course if you're awake. A lot of people aren't awake. And honestly, I think about them a lot. And I think RGC has a lot to offer them. You know, it's like when Lou comes down in the tavern, fight club, and he's like, what What are you doing? You know, he's like, "What are you? who, who invited you here? And he's like, this is, they're like, "Who's? who are you? And he's like, there's a sign out says, that says Lou's tavern. I'm fucking Lou. Who the fuck are you? And then Brad Pitt says, you know, you should join our club, Lou. I think you'd like it. And that's what I think about RGC is those people that are not, using the eraser of golf, you know, we got that. The eraser of who we are, of who we were when we started, of how golf can mold and manipulate your life. And if you're listening to this and you're already in the golf industry and you're working to serve the game of golf to those of us that come play it, thank you. If you're a beginner at golf, I want you to think of the interconnectedness of everybody out there, of every blade of grass. You see, the blade of grass came from a seed. It came from a farm. It was brought on a truck, driven by a person. That person stopped off to buy gas and snacks. Someone had to bring the snacks and the gas to that place. Then the person at that place had to go home and take care of their family. And they were born from a certain person. And that person came from somewhere. And that's just a pit stop for the seed to arrive at the golf course, which was designed by somebody. Somebody invested their money into making this place a destination. Some city planner came in and said, we can build a nine-hole golf course that will give back to the community. Then that blade of grass grew, and it was either on the green, or it was on the tee box, or it was on the rough, or the fairway, around a bunker. And over the years, a lot of different people have stepped on that piece of grass. They probably stood in the exact place that you're standing on right now with your club. If you've got headphones in and you're playing golf, I know that's the thing. Maybe someone has stood there and took in the same exact shot. And even if it was you, it was totally different. But if it was someone else, maybe it was totally the same. So the interconnectedness of all of it is the game, I think. Maybe I'm just crazy. All right, folks, I am going to watch this edit of street golf in Laurel Canyon. I'm really excited to see it. I'm excited to share with you all the great news from random golf club. I'm really grateful for all the questions and all of the, uh, and all of the great thinking pieces. And I apologize. I didn't get to nearly as many as I wanted to, but I will, I will continue to do more. We're going to start leaving. Um, we're going to get a phone number soon so you can call in and just leave an audio message of your voice to asking the question. Then we can have a little bit of a call in conversation Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Very proud of what we've created here across all fronts. And um, looking forward to meeting you soon on one of the fairways out there. In the meantime, I will see you in the show.